Welcome to the Career Pro Inc. podcast. We're here with Dana Gower, author of Careering and Boomernomics. We're going to focus on something very interesting today, I think, because you're you're seeing it a lot. We're seeing it with our clients. We're seeing it with candidates. We're seeing it in the recruiting world that we're in. We're seeing with you know some of the mistakes they make when working with an external external recruiter or having or interacting with an external recruiter as they try to get and position themselves for an interview with said company. So to kind of go into it, there are recruiters who are on the inside of a company. Sometimes they go by what, Dana, like talent advisor. Mm -hmm. Talent acquisition. Talent acquisition. They have a lot of different names, okay? Uh, There are many different names for these roles. However, when you're working with what they call a third-party recruiter, and they have a job that may, they may have advertised. It's not with the recruiter, or, but they're representing the company, and, but they're a third party. They're outside of, they're probably not operating within the walls of the company, they're external. So we wanna talk about three mistakes that candidates can make while working with those. So I, I'm gonna, I know you're gonna turn this back on me, but what's, what, Dana, from your point of view, is one of the mistakes a candidate might make with working with an external recruiter that they can, and then the hope is that they, maybe you eliminate these mistakes, maybe it will go smoother for you. So what's a candidate mistake when working with a third-party recruiter trying to get to the company? Surprisingly, it's bad documentation. It's poor, poor resumes and very, uh, very much a transaction-oriented kind of discussion. If you do reach a recruiter, it's kind of amazing to me actually how that is very frequent. And uh, not really being in touch with um, the you know maybe the job that that or the recruiting firm and what they do. Okay, so those are you, you've kind of wrapped two, but let's talk about documentation. You mean resume? Uh, uh, yes. Maybe they even have a cover letter. And I know that's controversial <clears throat> in some people's minds to have a cover letter. We think it's a you know it's good to have some kind of. You don't have to have a cover letter in the old days. Like you would you would mail it, but you but a candidate mistake is. Repeat that again. It's really about very documentation. Poor Let's... resumes. So, for example, some resumes. It's not just being too long or too short. They're not. They haven't taken the time to focus on the position, look at it, adjust their word document, or their potentially it could go through an ATS to a third-party recruiter, or they may do a, a link on LinkedIn. They we see that they don't spend any time customizing and featuring some of their strengths to fit the job position. So what what happens when that third party recruiter, it wants to interview them maybe and sees kernels of things that they wanna see, what happens in that potential dialogue that could hurt the candidate? People who do that don't realize that they're forcing the recruiter to do their homework, do their work, right? By having to read, reread, read through the line, but read through the, the lingo to understand the basics of what they're what what, what and what that's exactly presenting. right 100% right and what happens in that translation is they think one size fits all maybe it's a senior software engineer technical person you know they've got a lot to say maybe it's a two or three page resume okay I think recruiters don't mind if it's a little long uh, you know there's I don't want to add rules of thumb here but they haven't indicated some of their strengths so the recruiters constantly going through it so the longer it takes a recruiter third party especially to go through your resume and dig things out 
they're not paid. This isn't a career service provider. This isn't a career coach or a resume writer. They don't often have the time to go ask you to readjust and send back your resume. So that's a big mistake because you didn't take any time on the front end. You expect them to read into your background. They might not do it. And it might that lack of translation and that delay could could make that third party recruiter submit someone else or tell someone else, I'm ranking four of the top people to the hiring manager and you don't even get an interview. And you might be the strongest candidate. So documentation, what would be in your book number two? And then we'll cover number three. This is gonna be a quick one, but I think very important. What's number two on the candidate errors in working with a third party recruiter? Um, it's when you get a recruiter on the phone and not having even looked at their website or something about them, what they do, who they are. And, uh, and what else? Maybe they, they haven't, you're on the phone with a third party recruiter. They reached out to you, let's say on LinkedIn or email or Indeed or wherever they get, wherever they zip recruiter, wherever they find you or they've done their due diligence, they reach out and you don't, as a candidate, what? Have the. Sometimes not people prepared, are even surprised when I introduce who we are, even though they've applied under our, our name. Well, they okay, haven't so reviewed even the recruiting company. They don't know how you interact or your relationship to that client company you're representing. They haven't done that homework. Also, I want to add to that. I want to put this under the same umbrella. They, have, they are on the phone, but they haven't reviewed the job description that they, just, they might have applied for an hour ago or two days ago. They're not fresh on it. So they, go, they ask a question like, um, what job is this? Exactly. <laughs> so what does that say to the recruiter right away? Even, even if you like in, on the paper, you like the person, but what does that it say to you? It makes you feel very uneasy about the candidacy. Okay, so as a recruiter, it makes you feel uneasy yeah, about their candidacy. Yeah. Maybe they're not that serious. I think it also says, you know, I'm blasting my resume indiscriminately, so I'm not really paying attention. So to, could you remind me? Again, your responsibility as a candidate is to do your homework, be prepared. They're the proxy for the company. So you might treat a recruiter like, hey, they're the gatekeeper. I just got to get through them. Mm -hmm. But don't, I'd be very careful in treating that person that way because, oh, yeah, I've worked with recruiters before. I, you know, I'm trying to get to be careful of that attitude. So that sometimes I think it's wrapped in that attitude. Look, sometimes you're overwhelmed. You're busy at work. They may call you, but you need to be prepared as if that's a true interview because it is. They're the proxy for the hiring manager for that company. Treat it well. All right, what's number three? And we're going to wrap up quickly. Number three is. Um... I think I, I see you picking up your notes here. I, I think where you're going to get to is this is so simple. I hate to say it, but it's about the little things because I saw the list that we talked about before we started this. It's, for example, calling the recruiter back and leaving your phone number. So here's how that goes. I got a call from Dana. I just wanted to follow up. Uh, this is And my phone number is 919-555-3010. You have to hit the button, listen to it again. It's on a cell phone. You can't find the link there. It's the little things. It's following, oh, how about this? Here's something that happens, and I want you, you got one more note for me. Uh, how about this one? Half an hour before the interview with the, not the, not the third party recruiter, the company, what happens? Uh, do you have a, do you mind if we push this back about a half an hour? Changing scheduling, 
not only hurts that third-party recruiter relationship because they probably had to get this approved through HR, you don't see all this happening. There's some bureaucracy with some of these bigger companies and even smaller companies, you know, and that's not a bad thing because they're trying to be very organized and they have to log who they interview. And then the hiring manager is taking time out of their day to do an interview with you and you have to rebook it and not for a very big emergency for 30 minutes or an hour or next week. That puts you back in the, in the number of candidacy. What's one more small thing that they do as a pet peeve as you see it? Is it more, okay, I feel like, I've, because you, we've talked about too many notes, I'm gonna say that I think the lack of follow-up is what you have down there that you're, he's holding up a piece of paper and show me that. Um, the lack of follow-up, will you comment on that? Like, like if you're to, you let the recruiter, the third-party recruiter know how the interview went, if there's any, if they should say something in their thank you letter. Talk about that for a moment and we'll finish. Well, I really appreciate it when people just send me a text. It can be <clears throat> three or four words. Interview went well, you know, or something. And most people don't do that. So they could say something like they want me to follow up with a little bit more information on what I've done with my PMP. And you, if they tip you off, I think a good recruiter is going to what? Help you maybe coach them and, you know, here's how and, and make that timely. So if they're asking you questions as a candidate and you're following up with the recruiter, let them help you because they have an incentive to place you. That's how they get paid. In other words, you want them to become an advocate for you. And the, the very often, another thing that I find with this follow-up thing, John, is that what I often get is people will text me or email me and set like within three hours of the interview and say, have you heard from the hiring manager as to how I did? Got it. Well, we could go on with this. I know you got notes. I didn't let you get to them, but uh, very good stuff, Dana. Remember these things as a candidate, as a third-party recruiter, know these. And as a client company, I think they're aware of what goes wrong. Well, let's make it go right. Thanks, Dana.